ladies and gentlemen, okay. we are locked and loaded once again, crazy funny Asians, miscellaneous brown coming at you, and we have a very special guest for this episode, guys, Mr. Kelvin Han Yee. <laughs> I had a, if I could, if I could, I could, I could put a period, I'd be like, Kelvin, period, Han, period, Yee. Period. 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 Say no more. The great. Oh, well, no. Bro. No, that doesn't get it. Guys, that I'm just telling you, I'm, I was so excited when I, cause when I asked Kelvin to do the podcast, I mean, I'm not going to go and list all the stuff on his IMDb. I said his name very slowly. Google that shit and go on his IMDb page. It is impressive. It is a body of work, and you, you will be impressed once you see it. And then you'll be like, damn, how did Eric get him to come to this house? <laughs> well, no, and you'll be like, look. We just, all the cool we're, Asians well, we, hang we're, out we're, together here. Yeah. No, we do hang out we together. We do. We do. That was quite a game last night, right? Bro. Yeah, right? And it was quite, well, I pool, missed it. The pool was so nice. Oh, you came up. I missed it, but I missed, I didn't miss it. I knew I was right. watching and following the game on my phone, but traffic wasn't letting me get there. And then, because and then, there's a whole group of us. Oh, it's Asian American performers that live kind of in this same neighborhood. Yeah. A little bit, because I don't know why we were drawn here, because. Well, I mean, Burbank is a cool place. It is. It's. And, uh, and 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 for me, I grew up watching Johnny Carson. Yeah. And you know, whenever they throw that, if you wanted to write a letter to Johnny, they'd say Burbank, California. And I was like, beautiful man. downtown Burbank. Yes. Right. And and I, and I and I and I was like, man, one day I'm going to end up in Burbank, and here I am. And here you are. And I'm hosting the show. And you're hosting the show, bro. You are the new Johnny Carson. Bro, I'm the brown you Johnny well Carson. The I'm brown. Miscellaneous, miscellaneous brown Johnny Carson. That's it. That's a good tag. That is hashtag. That. Bro, that's a hashtag. That's a good I own that hashtag. Oh, right. you do? Yeah, that's my. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes, yeah. miscellaneous that's brown you. is my uh, is my right. You know, miscellaneous that's my, brown. That's my guy. That's my Johnny that's my, my nickname now. I guess because it was it was a joke before, and then I kind of took it away from being a joke because everybody started calling me miscellaneous brown. So then and I it just became a. So whenever I host a show, that's what I, I I put it under, and so I'm hosting this podcast. It's just your name now. It ain't no joke. Uh, I, I think it's just I, I think it's just another persona, you know, like Mini Pacquiao was, or any other yeah, character right. that was, you know. Even with the stand up, it's kind of like just another character. I mean, you, know, you, know you, you asked me why I why I wore a suit. He he wore, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna but, post pictures, but this dude came looking like Asian James Bond in this mother. But but you know, I had to put on my Kelvin Han Yee character because. Yeah. Right. I mean, because because that's because you, you have to get in that me. mindset. You get yeah. in that mindset. It's it's the it's the me that's not, you know, sitting at home on the toilet and my, you know in, in yes. My house or whatever, no, I you feel know. you. I understand. It's, it's, it, you know, but because 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 that dude is it is an idiot. You don't want to hear from that dude. No, man. I, I'm going to tell you right now. And again, I'm going to tell you, Kelvin Han Yee. Go on his IMDb page. And just read it, look at it. We, we look at his okay. Wikipedia. There's a few things in it. Okay, there's a there's a there's a list it's, on it. it. It's just there's very, not just a few things. There's a list on it. it. But the reason is, I'm an I'm an old man. Yes, and you've been in the yeah, game for a long, game, a long time. So it, it's not that many things if you if you take into consideration. No, the, but the, the breadth of time. No, but when you think you know, about it. Think about the persistence. It's like once in a while, he works. Think about the longevity. Think about just the idea of not giving up on what you want to do. 
I mean, I look at it from the standpoint of like we were talking when you first came and we were you know, kind of warming up yeah. and you said when you first started, there was not even a possibility. Absolutely not. Like it, it, we, I, I can't tell you the, the number of people, my parents, people that, 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 that had the best intentions for me and, and cared about me, who laughed at me, scoffed at me for saying that, that you know, I, 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 well, I'm going to be an actor. I'm, I'm going to try to, well, for what? I, uh, uh, I was in an acting program for a, a short amount of time. Um, and uh, my first acting teacher uh, said, uh, well, you, you've got some talent and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, let's see, let's see what you've got. But of course, there's, there's nothing for you out there. You know, and this was, um, uh, I had, uh, I had gone to, uh, uh, to CalArts for just a part of a semester, but I, I withdrew from that because it, 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 it wasn't for me. Why would, why would it be? I mean, if that's your introduction to the, that point, was my introduction, you know? right. That, that, you know, let's see what you can do, but there's nothing for you out there is, was exactly the quote yeah. of, of what she said. And, um, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, she was trying to be encouraging. Yeah, of course. Of you course. know, and, and, it wasn't like and it was when kind people of say those, those backhanded insults that they're not. I, 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 I genuinely believe she was trying to be real. they're not trying to be not mean. No, they're no, trying no, to be no, nice. No, no. Uh, in fact, real. real. That's, that's a better word. Uh, and and she was real. And you know, I. Uh, and she was right. You know, I did my first film in 1985. It was called The Great Wall. It was the first American film shot in the People's Republic of China. It was. Iconic and 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 groundbreaking, um, and it was one of the first. This is 1985, so it was really one of the first uh, indie films that that hit really big in that first wave of of, of indie films. And of course, you know, the first co-production film between an American company and a, the Beijing film studio. Um, and this was in 1985, shortly after uh, uh, Nixon opened up. The country, so it was very, very. It was a very new country. It was like being in North Korea, you know, right yeah. now. And and we were followed around by red guards and stuff. And uh, it was, uh, uh, you know, people were still really dressing like traditional. Well, yeah, well, like in, in Mao Mao jackets and wow. like 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 like, it, like they were in nineteen thirty nine nineteen. Well, uh, yeah, nineteen. Let's say forty six. Or something like that. 1947, when uh, you know, when they closed, uh, when they sort of shut China down again. You so, know, I mean, just just thinking about the what you saw on that first big movie. Yeah, people in China ain't dressing like that now. It's, but it's but it's incredible though that you've, incredible. you've seen the scope of that that history. Change. I've seen the scope of that. And last year there was a, another movie. My movie was called A Great Wall. And uh, what last year uh, Matt Damon made a, a movie uh, in, in China <laughs> called The Great Wall. Yeah. Right. And and so it, 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 that's how the circle kind of came around. <laughs> unfortunately, you know, but um um, but yeah, I was in that first one, and see, strangely enough, uh, that film did did very well, and I kind of, for a second, I, I, I had a name. You, sure, you know, yeah, I, I'm this guy in that movie. Sure, man. Okay, the the movie played for nine months in in a theater in in, in San Francisco, right? You, a movie playing for nine months in, in your hometown, hometown, in my hometown. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, that's incredible, right? So, but. Um, 
you know, I came down here, um, uh, you know, and I tried to get some more work, right? You'd think, right, he's a star in this film. He's yeah. the next big thing. Nothing. Uh, I was I was invited down here to by Brandon Tartikoff to meet uh, Gene Roddenberry and, and audition for Star Trek Next Gen. Yeah. And if you look this up on, on the internet, there's this memo that goes around every once in a while. It's this sort of this internet joke, this internet thing. It's the Star Trek Next Gen that could have been. And there's names on it, like like Wesley Snipes is on there. Sure. Right, right, right. And, uh, uh, you know, a, a bunch of other people, um, uh, we, can, we can look it up even. Uh, but uh, uh, after that audition, I didn't get that part because I was not on Star Trek Next Gen. Right, right. I was, I was going up for data. Uh, oh. So, right. So I, I did not get that role. Somebody else got that and yeah, had so, a wonderful life. Yeah, yeah. Right? I feel you. Uh, and I uh, kind of went the same direction as Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> right. Wesley or, Snipes, well, man. I mean. Yeah, I know. Yeah. A, he, I, I look, saw him in the crack house. The, the idea that both you and Wesley Snipes are still around is a good thing. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, part, Wesley, part of it, part of it. Like for is me, Wesley still around? Yeah, no. Really. They, they you know, know what? Wesley did he, is going to make a comeback. They're talking about gonna, bringing him okay. back for Blade. But you know what? Right now, I work more than Wesley Snipes. This is true. This right. is true. So there you go. And see, he does. You do work with. What, what are you like? Because I know you're currently what, on a few shows. What right am now. I? What do you mean? I'm American. What Listen, do you mean? What am I? You're American. I know you're American. <laughs> I, know, but, <laughs> I know from our political talks that you're American. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. But I'm sorry. but like but I'm like sorry, what sorry. what shows are you on? I know because I know you're. Uh, you know, I'm not a regular on any show right now. But you were a villain on the show for a minute. I know that. Well, you were like, yeah, I was on SWAT. Yeah, that's uh, what it was. I was, SWAT. I was recurring on SWAT last season. Um, I, I was just on Glow, uh, which is a terrific show. That, right? uh, the, the wrestling show? The wrestling show. Oh, right? dude, that's wrestling awesome. Show. Uh, I, I, I was just on 911. I read that you were on Grey's Anatomy, too. I was on Grey's, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. D- playing doctor. Of course. Oh, right, right, right. Of course. Well, You're doing I mean, the, <laughs> the Grey's thing. Saying a lot of polysyllabic words very quickly while walking down... Uh, a lit all. Hey man, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's what, the gig. That's the gig. Yeah. And you got to get that down if you want that gig. Yeah. It's not an easy gig. No, I mean, I, I auditioned for Grays a couple times yeah, when I first get out of here. And and, and, and I, I made some progress, but at the, same, at the same time, it, it really is. It really it's is. a certain technique to it's all the shows. And, and people said that to me when I first got out there where they're like, you gotta, if you want to be on a show, you got to watch Absolutely. And, and people course, don't realize no, that. You got that to. is. Absolutely. Yeah. Acting is not acting. There are different styles and different expectations mm-hmm. for every show that you're on. And and if you want to get on a certain show, you have to watch that show. Because there's rhythms and, and there's beats rhythm. and characters. There's you have beats. to understand There's the it. way that, 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 that scenes go in and out. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's uh, not just like... It, just because you took a cold reading class and no, and, no, and, no, and, the, and the teacher said you're good doesn't mean you can come out here to L.A. and try and become an actor. It is you know you've done theater, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I read and you can tell me if this is right, but I read that you were one. You were the first. I was the first Asian guy at, at the at Oregon uh, or, Oregon Shakespeare Festival. Festival. Man. Yeah, yeah. I was the first uh, Asian. It, it, uh, they had been there for 65 years. You know. Uh, pro- Probably the oldest Shakespeare festival in the country. Uh, they now they've been there for maybe uh, close to uh, 
maybe 80 or 90 years now, but, uh, you know, when I was there, they had been there for 65 years. And, uh, 65 years. Yeah, dude. and I was... That's a lot yeah, of white people. It's a lot of white people, <laughs> huh? And when I, when, when I got there, uh, they started getting letters... And I'll quote one letter, because I'll never forget it. I'll quote one letter. They got letters. Yeah, you know, they got letters. Uh, and, and, and this was one of, you know, quite a few, many, yeah. saying, uh, we plan and save up every year and plan our vacation to Ashland, Oregon, to sh- see Shakespeare the way it was meant to be performed. Ooh, wow. To see Shakespeare the way it's supposed to be and not... Like this with, you know, I, I can't get beyond these brown people being up on that stage. Wow. I just so was it? Can't was it? Get beyond that? Can I ask? I'm was just, it, what, what, what role did you play? What was it? Well, okay. Well, in, uh, I, I I played in uh, Weston Hurley in Fifth uh, uh, of July, which was uh, you know it's a more modern play. Sure. And uh, it's Lanford Wilson and uh, oh man, so I love it was Lanford it was kind Wilson. of a Clint Turner Davis uh, directed that, and it was kind of a uh, they were trying to it, it was the play that they were trying to sort of get diversity started. Sure. At, at at Oregon Shakespeare Festival, and I, and I must uh, say that now Oregon Shakespeare Festival is perhaps uh, perhaps the most exciting uh, laboratory for Asian American uh, performers and Asian American work in the country right now, at, as we speak right now. But you started that. You started it. Well, okay. you're first. Yeah, okay, I guess. I mean, but it's the truth. They don't if, even they don't even remember me up there now. But well, I mean, I was the first company. dude up there. I was the first dude up there. That's that, cool, with the slanted man. eyes that and, the, is, and, and the funny n- n- last. That night. to me is like one of those. That's street yes. cred beyond beyond street and, cred. I mean, that's uh, very cool. You know, and and you know, I mean, the idea that they got letters. That's yeah, crazy, yeah. man. Because yeah, yeah, they, that's true. That's, that's true. like Jack. You, Jackie Robinson. Shakespeare and you know here I am you know I and this was in the uh, this was starting into the early 90s late 80s early 90s um, and you know I, I, I had learned how to do Shakespeare at ACT at the American Shakespeare yeah. uh, the American Conservatory Theater yeah. and um, I, I, I gotta say this you know um, I, I got kicked out of high school I never I never went to college sure I get kicked out of high school and uh, uh I was kind of an at-risk youth before that term was right. This was in the late seventies, right? I was yeah. an at-risk youth. I didn't know that at the time. You know, I was working as uh, a bouncer in a strip club, and uh, you know, but I, I had dabbled in theater a little bit. Right. I had showed up at a place called Asian American Theater Company in San Francisco, which which launched David Henry Wong and uh, Philip Gangotanda and uh, 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 it was part of that huge wave of the first Asian American plays that came out Frank Chin started that uh, theater company okay and um, I I had dabbled in that so uh, 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 so it was interesting so I was kind of an at this at risk use thing and uh, Ed Hastings the uh, this uh, the the, he was the uh, he had this guy Ed Hastings had become the uh, the dean of students at uh, uh, at Yale, okay, and he said, uh, "Come out to Yale. I think you have a lot of talent, and we'll find a place for you." You know, right, right. At the time, dude, I was I was working in the Tenderloin in San Francisco, which is like yeah, you know, I, right? I know the Tenderloin. tenderloin yeah, right? the okay, Tenderloin. Well, yeah, I worked a corner for the Jewish mafia 
the porn business. Hey, right, right. I worked that thing. corner. That was make your corner. money, bro. That's okay. what I did. I and, did and I was crazy kind of a, stuff. Right. Yeah. I, I delivered money. Uh, I protected wow. the girls, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I worked for 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 Ruben Sturman, the the the, the West Coast porn don for the for the mafia. Uh, no, no, I worked for him. Yeah, yeah, I used to. This is the type of stuff, like, because yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. just watching The Black Godfather on Netflix, and it talked about okay, all the right. different, yes. like, just the different levels of things that we, because the, the mob basically owned the entertainment business yes. for so long, and it kept its grips on it in certain t- places for a long time, from comedy clubs to different places. To At one time, it, the, the mafia owned pornography. It yeah. is not owned. That, Pornography has since been decentralized. Sure, of now, course. And and people can do webcasts from their home and, well, hey. and make money or whatever. Like right. we're doing right now. We're, we're going to do that later. We're going to do that yeah. and take over yeah. our pants. Yeah. Um, but okay. So and it's okay. So but I said no to him. I said no. I I couldn't conceive right. going to Yale, brother, because. I was working in the Tenderloin as a bouncer. Yeah, I'm like, no, that I'm jump like, was too That, that jump was too, too big. Yeah. I'm like, I can't hang with these guys. What the, what? Right, right. I had no, no. I said no. Uh, uh, a couple years later, he became the artistic director of uh, American Conservatory Theater. He invites me to his office. He says, what are you doing with your life? And I said, I'm, I'm working at Fantasy and Flesh at Turk and Taylor down in the Tenderloin. Yeah. And, 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 and you know. cash, and, at least pay my rent. cash and, you know, I yeah, once in a while I, I try to do a you know I, I I got into a play recently at Asian American Theater Company or whatever. He said he said this. He said Kelvin, you can't do that. You're gonna die. <laughs> They're gonna kill you. You know. Yeah. Uh, this is what I'm gonna do. Um, I'm gonna get you into the union. I'm gonna get you into equity, and I'm gonna give you a spear carrier job in a play. He put me in uh, the first play. He put me into uh, was uh, was the Seagull. Uh, uh, by Chekhov, okay, uh, kind of like. Wait, wait, I, I gotta stop you. Yeah. Spear. Well, no, 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 because because a lot of young bucks would be like, "Oh my god, that's so offensive." But no, no, no. that was your. I that was, was the, the way you could do. Yeah, yeah. That I was played, like the, the yes. term. I played Medvedenko, and I basically wheeled the doctor's uh, uh, a wheelchair around the stage. Yeah. Okay, uh, and and I had a few lines. Sure. Okay, a couple of lines. Okay, uh, but he said this. He said, "Okay." So you're going to have to do eight shows a week, okay? So you can't work at the strip club no more, right? Right? But you'll have a, a salary, mm-hmm. right? It's an equity wage, yeah. okay? You'll be alive, right? Okay, this, okay, you'll have a salary. You've got to quit that job, okay? You get out of there. You don't work for the mafia anymore, right? okay? And we have a conservatory here, the American Conservatory Theater. We, 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 we give out MFAs, okay? This is what you can do, Okay? You can go to any teacher teaching any class in this conservatory, and you say, I'm Kelvin Hanyi, I'm, I'm a company member, I'm, I'm going to sit in on your class. Any class, for free, okay? You're a company member, right? So any class, okay? It's like your guardian angel. <laughs> That's all good, man. And Hastings passed away, you know, a few years oh, ago. Oh, man. And um, I was in that... Acting company for six seasons. Wow. And I got an education yeah. that is one of the best theater educations Bro, in the country. For free. For free. Yeah. Just walking into classes. Yeah. And I got paid for it. 
And, that, and, and this is one of the this is one of the people. There have been a couple others. Sure, right. Sure. But this is one of the people that saved my fucking life. I feel you. All right. Because yeah. I could have been dead in a fucking street corner yeah. at Turk and Taylor. Yeah. You know, in a pool of blood. In a second. In a second. You know, there were pimps and hustlers and, uh, you know, down in that, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, the gang any from, other time. From Oakland, I mean, we're, we're all, you know. The street is the street is the street. And, the street and, is the street. Yeah, man, and, I know. Uh, it, it goes. And, yeah, and uh, wow. he saved my life. That's awesome. And, you know, I had to tell that story. Of course, bro, there, I love that. You know, for him. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and, and Joe Spangler, uh came to me as an agent and, and said, you know, I'll, I'll try to get you some work. And this was a couple of years later. And, uh, and you know, um, and I also uh, started doing improv in San Francisco. And I came up with in, in that, in, in that Del Close lineage that you, you came up with yeah. as, as well. Yeah. Uh, in San Francisco, Del Close started a, a company called The Committee. All right. It's I read in, it in the book. Right, 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 right. Yeah. right. Del Close. Uh, and then after the committee, there was the National Theater of the Durang. Some of the ex-members of the committee. Sure. Uh, like the, uh, the, 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 the first generation UCB cats. Absolutely yeah. those cats, right. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and uh, I was the youngest cat in the group. I was maybe, I think I was 19 when I started in with That's them. That's awesome. And, and, and we were doing improv. Uh, and, you know, um, those were some of the highest level players Around in those days, oh man! And you know, in the eighties, San Francisco was the place for comedy, right? Right. That all the clubs were in San Francisco. It was like the seventies, and then it flipped to the eighties in San Francisco because Robin, everybody, and then and then it came back a little bit Chicago in the nineties because of Colbert and everybody. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And Farley, but But for a moment, San Francisco was the place. Dana Carvey and Gold Whoopi was there, and and everybody, Gold, Gold, so many people came out of San Francisco. Yeah. That's why I'm so sad about Punchline. Have you you heard about Punchline? Oh, man. I've been been reading all about it and all my friends are... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got to play Punchline in January. Oh, oh. I, I was on. Are they trying to save it? They're trying to save they're it. Trying to save and, it right? and, and somebody's trying to buy it. And if they and somebody tries to buy it, that's great. Yeah, but great. if if you know something goes wrong, I at least got to say I got to play punchline yes. one time. I've been on and that stage. So it's incredible, Hell, man. Yes. That's incredible. It's legendary. I mean, that is a that is a all legendary of it, man. Room. I mean, those are the things. You know? Like when you go to UCB on Franklin, and or yeah, when you go to UCB on Franklin, or when you get or when I used to go to the old. IO yeah when, yeah or the or even second city that's, that's in Chicago with, with the with the well with on wells well, you and the old Chicago, the, man that's those, that's those, those, those that, places you can smell that's where Viola Spolin yeah. came up with the whole idea nobody yeah, nobody knows that but she you know the wing right she wrote the book and they were theater exercises yes. one time. They were just acting it's exercises acting to get exercises. out of your head. Right, right, right. To teach you how to act without having to memorize lines. And now right. for me as an actor, the yes, my, my acting teachers, the people that taught me for, when I first started out, of course, they're some of my favorite teachers in life. Yeah. But my improv teachers, those are my gurus. Those are the people that taught me not only things that I, I, I apply when I'm acting, when I'm doing comedy, when I'm writing. No, but, but it's it's, it's, it's stuff, like it's life stuff about how to live. Yes, how to and live man, how fucking how cool is that? Shit? That's a cool philosophy for life. Like if you say yes to everything that the life gives you, and then you try to contribute more to it. Can I say something how about cool Robin? Is that shit? Oh, uh, Robin, dude. Yeah, uh, Robin, one of the most generous, 
beautiful. You met Robin? Human beings. Oh my God. This world that this world has seen. He was a, listen to me, listen to me. I knew Robin when he was uh, still doing Mork and Mindy. He would come up to San Francisco from LA and he would sit in with, with, with uh, the National. You're blowing my mind right now, bro. He would sit in. Okay. So he would come in and, and, and uh, he, Robin Williams is a shapeshifter. Oh, yeah. He is a magician. Yes. Okay, you understand? Oh, but I know. He, would, he, would, he was like, the fucking genie in Aladdin. He was that genie. was he really was him. That, dude. that was really there. Yeah. Really him. So, 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 let me just tell you a night with Robin Williams. This is just a story. I'm just going to... I'm just going to... Oh, my okay. goodness, so, Lord. Robin Williams. Wait a minute. I'm, before you start, before you start, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to tell a story from about a crazy, funny Asian with Robin Williams. You see, you see, you see, and this is episode three, motherfuckers. Okay? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for Kelvin Han Lee to tell you a story about Robin Williams? Let's go. Crazy, funny Asians. Only here, ladies and gentlemen. Only here. So this is real talk. This is true. This is true. Robin used to do this all the time. He would come into a club, okay, and nobody would see him because he could disappear in a room. All right, right. He yeah. he was already a star. Mm-hmm. He could he could come into a club and not be there. Right, right. Be invisible. Yeah. Until the moment that he would want to be seen, and in a moment. Yeah. Even on stage, we would turn to each other. Oh, Robin's here. Because everybody in the room would just of course. turn to him. Okay. Yeah. He could just turn around, boom. He's magic. Just like that, right? Yeah. And uh, I knew Robin when he was doing a lot of coke. Okay. And you could smell him from about five feet away. Okay. Because he smelled like uh, bleach, you know? And, uh, and, 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 and Robin would come backstage and he would turn on all the, all the old cats, right? And then Robin would, would close the door on my face. To the back room, right? He would say, "Not you. You're too young." Wow! And um, wow! And I'm gonna cry again, Dude. man. I'm gonna cry Holy again. Holy shit! Because this is the real deal. This yeah. is the real. This is this is a real. That's this the, is real love. That's gangster. Okay. That is the real best. gangster love, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So he would he would he put he would put his his finger up and say, "Not you. Don't go down this road. Not you." Right, you can smoke your weed, you can do whatever you want. Sure, so, not this. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I never went down that road, brother. No, I, 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 never, I never went did. down that road. It's one of the reasons why I'm alive today. I could, I could tell a story okay. about the first time with cocaine that could yeah, kind of yeah. right. no, make sure. you we make all you had co- that. Right. come back. But I don't want to tell that story right no, now because no, no. I'm married, and that's a it's a right. it's a very there's lots of titties involved. I'm not trying to just say that story. But <laughs> and, and, and 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 I must say this, and, and that's the the amazing that he was that. Conscious. You're an acquaintance of his. I mean, you know, and, 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 and then he protected you that stage. Okay. Oh my God. And Robin Williams on Coke was. He was never as funny as he was when he was on Coke. Of course. He was faster. Because it's, it's amps you that, up. It amps yeah. you up, right? Yeah. Uh, and he would just chew up and spit out improvisers on stage, right? Right. And just, and just, and, and own the room. And of own it. I, I know. For me, I know. Eric. Except for you. Except for me, Eric. Yes. Robin Williams used to take, used to drag my ass out on that stage. Right, I was maybe nineteen. Right. Yes. Of okay. course. Too young to even been in the club. But you and, but and, and almost too young to know that. What you just wanted to play. You no, just wanted right, to improvise. Right. Well, so it was right. so and great I, that you were. Your mind was, was so free to be able to do that. And he would set me up for a joke. And he would not take the joke himself. He would set me up for it, and he would just look at me. He'd say, deliver it, man. Boom. 
It's yours. Yeah. Go. And he wouldn't do that to anybody else. He would he would take jokes. You know, he would right? Yeah. You know, he ends jokes, right? Yeah, no, he you would, know, right? I mean he, he's, he's the I mean, laugh line. He right? is he the joke it. right he, there. I right. mean he, right, 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 however he would manipulate his clothing, he could just visually make a joke. I was the worst improviser in the room. Right, I, I was the worst. Right, I was young. I was, I well, was just starting yeah, okay, out. Right? Yeah. I didn't know. I yeah, didn't have sure. my chops. Right, he would set me up. That's just, great. And and and, 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 and throw you. it and throw it to me like playing catch with your dad. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Catch this one that's, here. That's, it's coming. That's it's coming. coming. Here it is. Right down you know, the middle. First of all, okay. Catch this. Now I know we. This is uh, we've gotten emotional. You've told a lot of stories. I'm not going to get emotional, but at the same time, this morning, when my daughter, I was writing a joke yeah, during her, yeah, said, yeah. During her, uh, her, uh, her uh, swimming lesson, and uh-huh. then she was like, what are you working on? And I was told her I was writing a joke, and she was like, telling me, explain it. And she, your daughter's four and a half. Yeah. And she's asking you to explain how I write the it. construction the, right. and how you... And it was a joke about condoms, joke. so I'm trying to think about how to fucking do it. Because well, apparently there's the condoms. No, I I saw you you, you posted this. Earlier. I know, I posted it. Well, I, yeah, that's, I, my I joke. That. that's my writing exercises, Facebook and Twitter. is just If it works on there, then it, it'll right. probably work on stage. But... Um, yeah, that yeah, they, they change color, color with the. With the well, if, yeah, they detect if they the STD, STD, and I would know. I would know what to do if I had a one of those, you know, color and changing. All of a sudden, boom, it's red. Right, yeah, you're about yeah. to go to the booty, and it changes color. Right, I'd be right. like, Excuse yeah, me, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. But then, um, are supposed to protect from STD? Yes. However, however, <laughs> you, but that's, right, yeah. and so we were. I started discussing this. I had my best friend on the line, and, we, and, and I have one of my very good friends in Los Angeles. So I, I don't know. I, I, we both are very, very happily married men. Yeah, right. right. So it and would so, never come up. Like I haven't had a condom not, on yeah, in right, years. It, right. Exactly. Yo, that's one reason to get married. That's y'all. a I'm good reason to get married. Being right, married, yeah, no, but um. Exactly. <laughs> But um, and we both have gorgeous wives. Yes, yes, beautiful wives. Yeah, we do. Oh, you know what? You know, there, here's one thing. That here's the thing. We talk about this a little. We've talked about it in all three episodes. George Wang talked about it, where Asian dudes what? with white ladies, like Asian we both dudes are, with white ladies. The lucky ones. Well, the lucky ones, <laughs> but also like George. My, my in our first episode, George talked about how. Um, he had this viral video that went viral in China, like yes. in actual okay. China. Okay. And the Chinese guys that come up to him and recognize him from that video because yes, yeah, he got like, with a white lady. Yes. They're yes. like, oh my, oh my God, you're like, oh my, you're the yeah, best. Yeah, no, I know. I, well, you know, one of my friends is, uh, I, I know JT Tran, the, mm-hmm. the Asian playboy, sure, sure. who teaches these seminars and charges a lot of money on how to be an Asian, how to be an Asian man who, who can even have the possibility of hooking up with somebody with anybody but you know for for so many um because of what the media throws at us yeah. that, that that the white woman is something on this pedestal and that we can't have it right right and that um uh, that we're not you know you know i'm gonna throw this out because it's it's out there you know yeah. that that we're not big enough or manly enough or, or masculine you don't have enough masculinity, masculinity or whatever enough. it is yeah. to, to, you know, whatever right so uh, yeah but it's it's interesting that um a lot of um six well successful uh, i don't know what but um, a, a lot of forward thinking 
Asian men, Asian American men, artists seem to be seem to have mixed marriages. Mixed marriages. Yeah. Well, I, I look at it from a standpoint of I grew up in Chicago. And I think this happens in the black community too. Yeah. It happens in the, in the oh no, Latino and, and like well. like the Filipinos who grew up in a black neighborhood, it was it wasn't white folks that they gravitated towards. They married a black guy. Yes, 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 of it, course. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. I, for me, I feel like I feel like a lot of it is just at the end of the day, it's where you grew up and what you grew up with. Absolutely, you know. And then and in a lot of ways, since you grew, I grew up in a white neighborhood, you know, and I watched Breakfast Breakfast Club and all these movies where Molly Ringwald yeah, was well, idolized. Well, Ringwald, you're like, well, wow, of course, I'm a, I, I want to have a crush on Molly Ringwald when I'm you know my wife when I old. first met her yeah when she was young she looked exactly like Molly Ringwald really yeah and and what's interesting is um, she's been she was Molly Ringwald's hairdresser on American. Uh, uh, on that last show that she was on, that's American, a trip. Uh, American, American mom. It's it's weird how life connects itself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we actually we know Molly well, too, who and Molly was it right back in the day. And she bro, was like for us, bro, she was it. I grew up in Chicago. Chicago. I wanted to go to that high school oh, just exactly, so I could get right? under the table with Judd uh, Nelson. Yeah. And oh, well, and how life is connected. One of my first. SAG acted scenes was with Judd Nelson in, oh, in Light It Up. Wow. And it was, oh, it was probably go. one of the coolest, surrealist moments in my life because I'm sitting here having lunch across from Judd Nelson. He's telling me stories about Molly Ringwald oh, in, in Breakfast Club. And I'm first... It's your first gig. First gig in yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh well, my uh, God, this is, this is ridiculous, arrived. right? Yeah. And then my second day on that, and then um, it was funny because that particular day was a big class scene and Usher was there and Forrest Whitaker was there. And, wow. And, 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 and Judd Nelson was there, right? And, and we're all, and Sarah Gilbert. All these people were there, wow. right? and and I'm following. I'm walking from from my from my trailer to b- walking behind Uster, and I'm like, "Who's that guy? Who's that? Oh my god!" It was like Filipino extras, and I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like fucking." Forrest is such a humble guy. Um, He's so shy, and bro, no, for, I, I had to sit in a you know in a cold car with him like all night when we were waiting for this scene. And like, like, I love that I have a Forrest Whitaker story, yeah, but, but you have a Forrest. Yeah, I love yeah, yeah, it so yeah. much yeah, because yeah. I mean. You, you're the scope of your career, how many people you? I, I didn't even know that you worked with Robin. That's incredible. Oh yeah, that was that's that's that yeah. that to me like I don't even know, man. On that I, improv level too. Yeah, well that you know, that that, that type club, of thing that's crazy. But you know. but to me, like like my own personal thing with Robin, real quick, like when he passed, yeah, it put me in a place where I needed therapy. Yeah, me because too. when your heroes, no, 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 me too. You know when and, your and heroes because go, of what, it's because like, of what it was that yeah. took him too. Because I have it. It wasn't this way before, but later in my life, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 57. I'm going to be 58 next week. Yeah. And happy uh, birthday. Thank you. Because uh, it's going to come out. This will come out. It'll come out probably yeah, this right, week. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, uh, I have come to a midlife crisis, and I, I suffer from depression. Bro, I do too. Yeah, that right? shit is real. Okay, it's it's so real. That shit is real. And, uh, I didn't. Not when I was younger. Weed I, I, helps for sure. Well, for me, yeah. yeah that, I mean, for, that is one yeah. thing that helps because it slows down my brain, so I don't have so many crazy on those pills and this and that. That shit and is. I not, just didn't 
I didn't like it. God bless my mom for because I had ADD when I was a kid right. and age ADHD and all and this. She didn't well, which was I was lucky enough to have it be diagnosed because I, yes. mean, I I know you probably had the same thing when you were a kid, but that right. something it was not diagnosed. Knew. Who knew? Right, right. but um, it, it, it's it's just one of those things where I'm glad my mom never put me on those pills, and yeah. and then I discovered weed by myself on the Lolo, but. Jeez, I've been smoking weed since I was 14 years yeah, old. Yeah, I've been smoking since yeah, I was 16. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I I finally told my parents that. And it was and, and my dad was like, I smoked cigarettes for 35 years. I'm, I'm hoping I don't die from that shit. I quit you, 20 years ago. Yeah. And, and then my mom said, can you get me some? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, there you right? go. Right? So, but to bring it back to like mixed marriage I mean there's so many things that you brought up and so many things I want to ask you about life is complicated life is really complicated I mean you had Robin Williams you had all these different things but at the same time right now we understand history and Asian Americans and Asians in our, no, in our I, in I our know country. about history. I don't know yeah. if I understand. I don't it. know. If, I don't know. I don't know. I maybe understands the wrong word, right. but like, but I, yeah, but I, but, but I've been from there. taking, I've been there. but we I lived it. I, 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 when I, when I, to bring it back to that, the, my Forrest Whitaker story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You go. When I first, when I first, the second, the, well, the second day, I, my first line got cut. Okay. That, that big, that right. big your first game, my first day, crush you was your first game. I was, cru- I was, right, so, right, I was yeah, so sad. Yeah. Oh my god! He's like, no, you just stand behind Usher. You're just his homie. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You don't say your line, and, I, and that was what the director said to me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, okay, yes, sir, yeah. professional, For right? Sure. Chill. And then Sarah Gilbert pulled me aside, and she said. I had a friend who booked a guest star on, on Roseanne and he was there from Monday and we were filming we were going to shoot the episode on Friday and he was there for rehearsal all throughout the week and then on Wednesday his his three scenes got cut to one scene and then uh, on Thursday his, sure, sure, sure. his one scene got cut to two lines and then yep. by Friday his shit was done. He was He's gone. Done. He's out. And his name was Leonardo DiCaprio yep. and he did okay. Wow! That, that's Thank what you, Sarah. Sarah Gilbert told Thank me you, Sarah Gilbert. the day that I broke like I, I was like, oh my god, really? I'm done. And his name was Leonardo and DiCaprio. That was the story that Sarah Gilbert told me. Whether true or not, that was a fucking cool ass story to tell cool me. Cool ass moment. story, man. And so then, Sarah Gilbert's a cool ass woman, man. She's cool. As, she's, she's cool as hell. Executive producer yeah, Sarah Gilbert. Yes. She's yeah, Emmy yeah, yeah, Award yeah, yeah, winning yeah, yeah. Sarah Gilbert yeah. in, in both you. capacities Thank from you. producer and and she's shout out to she's Sarah a, Gilbert. Shout out to Sarah Gilbert. Selbert, Thank Sarah you Gilbert. For being you, Sarah. And you know what? Just saying. I mean, I'm podcasting right now. So if you need, if you want, you know, just saying. Out. Hey, he's got a great <laughs> setup here. I'll, I'll make you some drink with smoke. It'd yeah, be yeah, great. Yeah, Sarah. You don't have to be Asian to be on Crazy Funny Asians, okay? But what I wanted to talk about was as far as history and mixed marriages and you know the whole Asian masculinity thing, and just to bring it back to that because wow. I grew up when one of one of my first gigs here in, in Los Angeles was Romance of Magna Rubio. Because okay. we talk about theater, right. right? Yes. And we talk about how the stage is really what gave us our chops to get anything yep. or do anything, really. The stage is where for, you for learn. For me, for you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, we came up. Del Close and Robin Williams yes. taught you how to be funny. Yeah. And in my case, at least Robin Williams, you know what I mean? Like yes. Jack McBrayer was was there, my first show in Second City. You know, like yeah. I, yeah. We, we, we get touched by genius just so that they know that, you know, maybe we could reach our potential, yeah. you know? And, yeah. but... One of my first gigs here in L.A. was Romance of Magna Rubia, which is a story of a, a Filipino migrant worker that has, has a romance with a white lady and then ends up being shunned at the end of the movie and heartbroken. And, okay. and it's, a, it's, a, it's a tragic tale, yeah. but it's a great play. 
And so at the end of the one of the plays is sold out, standing ovation. One of the California Assembly members mm-hmm. comes and presents us with an official apology from the California State Legislature because wow. in the 40s and 30s, yes, yes, yes. they had those anti-miscegenation because they were scared that the, the Asian man was going to take away their, their, their women. Yes, They had literally had laws where we couldn't do what we're doing. Our, our marriages were against the law. And and especially with Filipinos in the Central Valley. Well, because, you know, like we're sexy. Well, I mean, yeah, and there were dance halls where white, da- uh, diamond, uh, you know, diamond, the diamond dance, dance and, right, and, you know, and all that and stuff. And all the again, Filipino men love to dance. Hello, bro, and they and like they to lay. dress up real they, nice. They dress up like, right. They do the zoot suits and they Absolutely, dance, they right. wine and dine the ladies. And of course, what happens when any guy, I don't care what color your skin is, if you know how to dance and you're you dressed know how real to talk, nice, right, you and the girl's a little tipsy, what's going to happen? Right. Most of the time. And especially right. in those days, right, right. that's what happened. Yes. And they didn't yes. want it to happen anymore. So yes. they said, no, y'all can't even come here. You can't have what, these white ladies. Right. And the but they I- wrote an apology. In them. Right. Of course. So and that's so, an amazing thing. And the that idea is- of having this full scope and we're living this beautiful life here in California. Sure, man, money's up and down. But at the end of the day, we live in sunny California. It's a nice... <laughs> it's a nice life out here, and yeah, uh, yeah. And it's a, it's it's a crazy thing to think about. Just everything that you've seen in your career, you mean everything I've seen in my career, and how we as a as an Asian American actor, the representation and how we've grown. It's it's crazy because you can actually see and pick certain events out in your life. It has affected my career. A great deal. Yeah. You know, um, uh, the perception of Asian masculinity by the rest of the, by non-Asian people um, has really defined the, 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 the parts that, that, that are available for me at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, my, again, going back to my first film, The Great Wall, in 1985, um, the thing that is remembered from that film by many, many people that see it, that saw it, and, and that still come up to me on the street sometimes is, you kissed a white girl in that film. I make up, I, there's this make-out scene on a couch with my girlfriend who was made by, played by Jeanette Pavini, and uh, it was the first time, it was, it's not the first time it ever happened in Hollywood history, but it was the first time that this generation, that our generation, uh, saw that dude on, you were like because Jim Brown uh, or yeah Jim Brown Jim Brown yeah. he got, it was a big controversy yes. in the 60s that when he did that it's yeah. a huge controversy so you're like the Asian American Jim Brown kind of yeah a lot of people still remember that that's incredible and, 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 and talk to me about that and that's like, incredible you changed my life by saying that by, by doing by, you know by that scene so yeah I mean that's incredible, bro. That is, inc- and and the ideas and the, the the progress that we've made, and even in just like our own personal. And now we've journeys. got Crazy Rich Asians and Asian American rom coms. Bro, right, did you, you see? Know. Oh yes, yes. Which I thing? had to love that film, and I come from San Francisco, and the, you know it, it rings so authentic to San Francisco, even though they. They shot some Bro, of them. Bro, I, I, I feel, you know, those are, those are economic but, things that they have to do now yeah, in the but, business. Those are realities of the business, right? But the, but, authenticity, the authenticity was in the, the soul of it and the heart mm-hmm, of it. Yeah. Uh, the food. Yes, absolutely. Oh. And uh, and they just pulled a lot of 
stuff that I've always wanted to see in Bro, a film with my people. And it's so, so cool, it right? It was so cool. It was just so, so wonderful. Cool. So well done. Keanu Reeves. Remember when everybody hated Keanu Reeves and thought he was a horrible okay, actor? Okay, I, ah! I, I have to admit. I have to admit. During Neo, yep. there was a little bit of haterade. There because, was a little because bit everybody, Because everybody... Because everybody... He was the one. He was the one. He was straight up the one and... People just were hating because it's like, damn, my yeah, yeah. gosh, why? Yeah, yeah, he right, got to yeah. be so handsome, man. He's so, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So you had to find something, to something, hate something to hate about him because right, you're like, God, right. I'm not, I'm not as good a human yeah. because he's so fucking cool. Right. 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 But now, because he's coming to his own, and I feel like the same way. That's why I I, I love talking to. And he's, he's, he's working, he's, out, the, he's working the, out hard. The cats who've been in the business, you know what I mean? The cats who have wisdom because those are the things that will give insight to the people who listen to this podcast into how they can do what we're doing. I worked with Keanu on Sweet November. I did a scene Bro, I saw that on your... Yeah, 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 yeah. He was great. I got to say, I got to shout out to Keanu. He is the most... Humble, the most down to earth, the sweetest guy you ever met in your life. He did all of my reverse, you know, when they turned the camera see, around, he could he could see, have stepped off. Of course, you know, uh, he did all of my reverses uh, with me. Uh, he worked with a child that day, and he was just so nurturing to that young boy. And okay, he was such so, a great guy. I'm going to tell you this. I have a Keanu story too. Okay, okay. I worked with well, I didn't work with Keanu, but I worked on a movie that Keanu was in. Okay. The Watcher. But The Watcher, if you mentioned The Watcher to Keanu, he probably wouldn't like me because he didn't like that movie because they swindled him yeah, into yeah, getting yeah. into that yeah, movie. Right. Like he almost didn't want that movie to come out no. and then when it was a crazy thing, even just trying to audition for that movie was but crazy. But you're in it. But I'm in it. And I guess I've seen with James Spader. Which is pretty cool. Wow. I got a scene with Ultron, just so you know. I'm one degree away from wow. Ultron, which is great. Wow. And That's great. those are my two movie scenes. The the the, the James Spader and then my first wow. scene with Forrest Whitaker. Really? Which was the scene in uh, in Light It Up where you throw he uh, Usher um, I'm sorry Force Whitaker throws Usher against the wall because Usher says some stupid shit uh-huh. and he throws him against the wall and then my line is you out of pocket motherfucker. Oh, that's a great line. Bro. That is a great line. Out of pocket is what is... Bro, I love that phrase. Right? Now, he throws him against the wall, and then I say my line. That's old school. Okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we did like two, three takes yes. with Forrest, and Forrest is there, yeah. and I did it. And then on one t- particular take, I n- and I never had any interaction with Forrest at okay, all. Because okay. Forrest was totally to himself. He was, sure. He stayed in character. He's very, He's very shy. Yeah, yes. Like you said. Yeah. And... One take after I said my line, you out of pocket, motherfucker, because the director would cut okay. after my line, because that was basically the last son- line of the scene. Yeah. And he didn't cut, and Forrest looked up at me like I had killed his mama. Really? And it Because it was in character, right? He stayed in character. And it scared the living 
With his with his with his lazy eye. With, Bro, his, with his freaky lazy it was, eye. It probably was just at, the one lazy oh eye that scared the God. shit out of me. Bro, really? he, he looked up at me. Getting all Edie Amin on your ass. And, and I thought that I had fucked up my line. Right. But I didn't say he shit because I know I know just from But he's playing. He, he was just he was just playing. He was just waiting for right. cut. Nobody said cut. He was just waiting for Nobody cut. Nobody said cut. Nobody said cut. So he kept staying in the moment. And that was the very first scene that I ever did ever on film. And I'll never forget that because it's like I had an acting lesson within my first and whatever, gig. whatever, and whatever happens you after gave, that, and whatever reaction you was gave pure. was pure was is probably brilliant because it is what it is, bro. Right? It was he no, surprised I, you? But the, and it was but in in what he did, he not only showed me to always be in the moment, yes, but not only that. To never ever drop until they tell you to stop. Absolutely. Right? And to say yes and. Always. Always. Right. When it's thrown to you, catch it. Bro. Throw it on back. I'm going to tell you right now. We went 49 minutes and that's usually my... my oh, really? We went 49 minutes and I know okay. I usually have to stop and start because usually the dog's doing stupid yeah, right, shit right, 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 right. or the baby's no, doing stupid shit. Went. This just went this because just went the way it this went. was beautiful, man. I really appreciate yeah, no, I you flip. sharing. I really appreciate you sharing these stories. I really appreciate you sharing yourself. I, re- I, I and 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 really being open to this because I mean, obviously, you know, you got, you got emotional. It was incredible to me, bro. And you know, for me to be able to come real like this uh, because I like you and we're friends. Yeah, man. I, I, I feel like I can be real with you, and and maybe I shared some things that I. You know, have no, that, no. But I'm you glad know, that you did. I'm really, incra- I'm glad other, that you did because you know, I mean, the stories you told were beautiful, and I feel like, you know, if this podcast doesn't go viral, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Williams and Eric, if you guys don't and share this Star podcast, Trek I mean, bro, and, uh, you could again, IMDb this dude, and then re-listen to this podcast, and then share the story with your friends because this is. <laughs> Bro, no, because this is we're talking to when when all is said and done and 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 you know we're we're just hanging out at the pool, you know, you're I can look back on your career and what you've done and even just the stories that you've told and, and shared with me today. And man, are you kidding we me? We got a connection now, brother. It's incredible. It's incredible. I love your dog. I, oh, Echo, my Santa, I'm, 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 Santa Claus. I'm making out with his dog right over hey, here. Hey, man. I'm making out we're, with Echo. We're just here. I'm, I'm trying to, like, duplicate. I'm like the Asian-American Mark Marin. I'm, I'm, I'm Eric Esteban, but you know what I'm saying. I, I, I want to try and have a space for us to tell our stories because when you share your stories, I know people who listen to this are going to empathize because it's just your, your stories are incredible and 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 your journey was incredible there's more of us going down this road now and kind of this there was, this a, it was a, it's a lot wider road than it's when a, you it's started it's a lot wider of a road now and there's other people that can come along the ride yeah uh, you know when I was coming up the, the, I was the only one there was nothing you know you're a trailblazer, bro. <laughs> no, I love I, you, man. I wore a blazer. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you, Eric Esteban. Listen to this podcast.